Thank you for listening to the Akuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, learning our purpose, and linking to our community. From wherever you are listening, welcome to the community. We hope you enjoy the message. All right. Okay, we, we can go ahead and start making our way back to our seats. I'm glad you like all the people here in this room, uh, but, but we'll need to, to kind of get going here uh, today at, at, at some point. Uh, so I, I'm just so happy to be with y'all here this morning. Um, I'm happy that, that we have a, a level of stability, that we have a, a mostly warm room in here today when it's, when it's so cold and, and thinking about all the old days of us, you know, on, on this time a couple years ago, we would be outside in the pavilion this morning, right? And, and poor Abel and, and, and the rest of the team setting up would have been like frozen fingers all morning long trying to, to play instruments. So I'm, I'm just so grateful to be in here with, with you guys. And so as we, we have been talking about this year, the thing that, that the word that God has given us uh, to, to lead us, to live by, to be thinking through as we continue in our year is community. And, and so as I, I see people and we have these moments that, that we purposely build into every single service to, to talk, it's because we want to be intentional about building community uh, this year. And it's not that we haven't been in the past. You know, our mission statement is we want to be in community with Jesus and one another. That's what we exist for. But this has just been a little bit different. You know, we want to make sure that we are intentional about how we are building community, how we live it out this year, some of the practices that we need to be including, and how they connect directly to the gospel. It's not that we haven't been doing community well. It's that we want to be more intentional about it. Uh, we're not just accidentally meeting up with friends, but we want to be doing it on purpose in, in a way that is, is just as intentional as possible. And, and so these are some of the things that we've been talking about in the series that we're currently in called Gospel Living. And one of the things that you need to learn if you're going to be in a, a, doing this gospel living and you're living in a community with a, a bunch of people is that you're going to have to deal with some people that are frankly the worst, right? And, and so there, there are some people in this community that I would consider that. Uh, one of them I'm going to talk about a little bit today, but I'm not going to name any names. Uh, you know, I just don't want to embarrass them. Uh, but, you know, just know that I'm talking to you. There, there's a person here that regularly, like, will, will just overstep and just do things without being asked permission. Uh, they just go and do it. The worst, right? So let me explain a recent situation. So the other day, I texted this, this friend. Again, not going to name names. Uh, but this person, they, they have nice shoes. And so I'm like, hey, I want to keep my shoes clean like you do. So I send a text, hey, what do you, where do you get your shoe stuff from? Like, what is it? And so I want you to, I want you to see what this person texted back, the, the gall that he had. He said, I'm actually about to try some new stuff. I can give you a sample and an extra brush today if you would like. Who is this? You know? I'm like, I just tell me what the, the name of the thing is, right? And then the, the nerve, first off, the nerve that they have right here, and then follows up with, come over and we'll have a shoe cleaning day. Bring all your shoes. I can even hook you up with some eraser that works well on those tough suede. Do you see the kind of people I have to deal with all the time? The worst, right? 
I mean, the generosity and consideration that this person had for me in that moment, like, just, just let me do something for you, right? Like, ah, I'm just, you know, it's so, so anyways, they're a good friend, and, and I, I really appreciate their, their generosity and, and their spouse's generosity very regularly. It's actually inspiring to me. But, but here's the thing I want you to notice in this story, is that, of course, it's, it's incredible generosity without a second thought. Yeah, yeah, whatever. That was nice. But the fact that we were all able to see this generosity at work without there being some sort of like mega huge gift, right? It wasn't like this, this huge life-altering thing. It was like, oh, you need shoes? You need shoes? I'm going to buy you a new closet of shoes, right? It, it wasn't that. He just offered me some soap and a sponge for the suede also to spend time with me cleaning our shoes together. It wasn't a million-dollar mansion, trip across the world, a completely new closet of shoes. They just offered what they had. And to be fully honest, I think that's what generosity is really about. Not a few huge gestures, but a lifetime of small, generous gestures, right? Small little things here and there continues to shows what real generosity is, and not the one time five years ago when they did that one big thing, but a lifetime of just regularly being generous with small things all the time. It's also not about giving this life-altering help or money. We're just supposed to give what we have. And so in this series, uh, we've really been, been digging into the letters of the Apostle Paul, and, and today is no different. In what we're about to read, we're going to see Paul writing to his friends uh, in the church in Corinth. He's encouraging them to be generous, to give to one another. But there's a catch. You see, in the Old Testament, we see this, this idea of giving called the tithe. And here Paul is saying a tenth, it's a good thing. It's not necessarily a hard and fast rule, though. It has to be accompanied by something else. And so let's see what he writes here. He says, give in proportion to what you have. Whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly. And give according to what you have, not what you don't have. Of course, I don't mean that your giving should make life easy for others and hard for yourselves. I only mean that there should be some equality. So here Paul is saying to give in proportion to what you have. If you have a lot, give a lot. If you have a little, you can give a little. It's okay. Not only that, he's saying don't look at the person down the street and what they're giving and try and match that and try and keep up with them. Just give what you can. Because of course, the acceptable way of giving isn't an amount. It's how you give it. He says to give it eagerly. Because if you, like, give out of spite, right, like, oh, so, I, well, I guess I'm just going to give you this money, here you go, like, that's not an acceptable gift to give. Jesus wants us to do these things because we are in community with him. We do it, we, we are generous, we give, not because we are obligated to, or even because it's the right thing to do. We are called to be generous because it is a reaction to the awesomeness of Jesus. Y'all, generosity is and should be an act of worship. We give because everything we have in our lives is because of Him. Every single thing that we have is not because of anything that we have done. It's because of Him. So we should want to share it with the people around us. Handing out a, a few bucks to someone uh, for something to eat 
isn't just that. It's handing over a piece of the miraculous story of Jesus. It's something that should be joyfully and excitedly shared. When you are generous to someone, you invite them into your life. You invite them into the story of Jesus. So giving out of obligation, that can't be the right way. I mean, think about it like this. Abel started talking about Valentine's Day earlier. I'll continue that, that trend. So it, it'd be like this. So like Valentine's Day happens, and it's like, well, there's an expectation that I give something to my wife for Valentine's Day. So if I buy her a thing and just hand it to her solely because I'm obligated to, and not because I love her and I want to see her get excited, or let's say I only want to do it just to like outdo the husband that's also in her office that does a thing, like it, it, either one of those things, that's not a great gift for me to give her. It wouldn't matter if I'm just like, oh, here, yeah, I, bought, I, I don't know, I, I got you this really big bouquet of flowers, whatever, and then I'm like, but I don't care about it, right? Like, what does that actually mean? That gift doesn't mean anything if there's no emotion connected to it. If I'm only doing it, like, just to check the box, it doesn't actually mean anything. The relationship and the reason why I give it to her, that's the thing that matters. So, again, it's not about the amount that we give it's about the intent. It's not about the amount we give. It's about the intent. And, and I think what you'll end up seeing is that when you have the intent right, the amount will build a little bit sometimes, right? You're more willing to step out and give a little extra because your, your heart is, is in a certain place and caring for people in a certain way. So I want to take a look at someone uh, in the Bible giving with incredible intent. So in, in this account that we're going to read from in Jesus' life uh, from his friend and disciple John, we're going to see someone be over-the-top generous towards Jesus. And this is happening after Jesus uh, brought a man named Lazarus back to life. He was dead. He brings him back to life. All of Lazarus' family and friends know all about this. And so they do what most people do after something amazing and happens. They threw a party. They're like, dude, Lazarus is back. Let's have a party. Jesus, you're the guest of honor. Come on over. And so Lazarus' sister um, starts cooking some food, uh, starts, starts making uh, all kinds of stuff for, for this huge party. Mar Martha cooks it up. And then, but his, Lazarus' other sister, Mary, she has a, another way to be generous towards Jesus and, and celebrate this time as well. So let's go ahead and take a look at how the disciple John recorded it. Here's what he writes. Then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it. Wiping his feet with her hair, the house was filled with the fragrance. But Judas Iscariot, the disciple who would soon betray him, said that perfume was worth a year's wages. It should have been sold and money given to the poor. Not that he cared for the poor. He was a thief. And since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole for himself. So Lazarus' sister Mary was so overjoyed with Jesus bringing her brother back to life. She does this. She sees Jesus' greatness and the things that he's done and reacts to it. That is an act of worship. And then she opens up something that is as valuable as a year's wages and dumps it out, pours it on Jesus. Can you imagine that? Think about the amount that you might make in a year and it being in, in one thing. And then you just pour out that valuable thing 
giving it to Jesus, though. Could you do that? Because this is the act of generosity that is happening here. And again, it's not necessarily about the amount. Because what she was really doing was she was anointing Jesus. She was giving him a blessing. Basically saying that he is this guy. He's that dude. He's the one I'm going to follow. He's the one with the power. He's the one with the connection to God. He's the Messiah. I'm following him. That's what she's doing. The intent behind it was far greater than the amount that she poured out on him. But either way, people had problems with it. Judas didn't like it because he was like, well, I want to give it to the poor. Why wouldn't we sell that? Well, you know, uh, why, why are they making these commercials on TV? We could give all that money to the poor. It's like, no, the intent behind it, the intent behind these things is to spread the message of Jesus. And that's what she's doing here. Also, Judas, like, wanted to skim some money off the top, but that's besides the point, right? So there, there's this thing happening that in this moment, and Judas is much more worried about the earthly possessions that he could have with the money than the kingdom that was being established in those moments. On the other side, Mary couldn't have cared less about how valuable the oil that she poured out was. She couldn't have cared less about what people were saying as she was doing this. All Mary cared about was honoring Jesus with everything she had. And that's what generosity is all about. Honoring Jesus with everything you have. The reason we have anything at all is because of him. So when you look back in the Jewish Bible that we would call the Old Testament, here is the prophet, what the, the prophet and Jewish hero Moses had to say to the nation of Israel about what belongs to who. He said, you may say to yourself, my power and my own ability have gained this wealth for me. But remember that the Lord your God gives you the power to gain wealth. So Moses is saying that the only reason we have anything, any sort of anything, is because God gave us the ability to work and create any amount of wealth in our lives. That's the only reason we have anything. So, so think about it like this. If I wanted to open up a pizza place, and I had this like rich relative, right? And, and this rich relative was like, I'll give you money to buy the building, to buy all the equipment, to furnish the place, to, to spruce it up, to make it look nice. And then after that, they're like, well, you know, you're going to need operating costs, so we're going to pay all your operating. We're going to pay for employees and ingredients, and then we're going to pay for uh, marketing, and then we're going to pay for uh, all the different things, right? They basically take care of everything, and then they go, hey, I'm actually like a pizza-making, you know, dynamo. Nobody's ever done it like me before. Let me show you how to make a pizza, and then how to run a pizza business, and then how to go and do that. So then at the end of the day, let's say we go through the first quarter, we go through the first year. I make a ton of profits. At the end of that, I can't say, look at what I did, y'all. That was all me. No, of course not. I had so much help, so many things handed to me and taught to me along the way. There's no way that I could possibly say, I did it. And that's essentially what Moses is saying right here. He's saying, everything you have belongs to him. You were given the ability to get anything. You were given the um, ability and, and the, uh, the knowledge to know how to work this stuff. It's not because of you, it's because of him. And it all belongs to him. We have to know that what we have isn't really ours. It is a gift from God. And we are all called to share what we have with the people around us. Because when we share what we have with the people around us, it is actually an act of worship 
to Jesus. Paul sums all of this up in his letter to his friends in Corinth. Here's what he writes. He says, remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two good things will result from this ministry of giving. So guys, generosity, when you are generous, so many things happen. So many things change. God gives you more to be generous with. You're like, hey, oh man, here's a little bit. And, and, and you know what? We've seen this firsthand at Akuo as an organization. There were some times last year where we, where we might have been a little up against it and I'm getting a little worried and, and people are coming and saying, hey, I need some help with rent. We need some help with food. Can we get some help? And we could have made a choice to just be like, you know what? We got to shut the benevolence down. We got to keep this in because we got to make sure that the lights stay on. We got to make sure that all these things are going. It, it's getting a little tight. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm praying. We're talking. And God's like, just keep going. So we did, and we continued to give and continue to have things happen. And since then, as we've been doing that, we've had more blessings come through than I could ever imagine. We were able to partner up with the city of San Antonio to be able to give all kinds of food to our friends next door at the Sorrento. This past week, we got a, a, a big check from, from our friends at First Presbyterian that were like, we see what you're doing and how your organization, how your church is helping your community. We want to help you do that. Here's more for you to give. And so I've seen this firsthand in Akuo. I've seen it firsthand in our lives with me and my wife. The more generous we are, the more things kind of work out. And so I want to encourage you guys to do the exact same thing. And y'all, as I've been saying, it's not about like, hey, figure out, you know, figure out your five, six, seven figure check that you're going to write for the thing. No. When you're at work, when you're in your neighborhood, Look at the people around you. Look at what they need. Look at how you can help. Because remember, as we've been talking about generosity this year, we're talking about generosity of grace, generosity of time, and generosity of resources. It doesn't have to be money. It could be time. It could be grace. It could be come and, come and hang out with me. Come and spend some time with me cleaning our shoes together. We can do that. That kind of generosity is the kind of generosity that changes lives. Because when we invite people with this generosity, things change. Y'all, being able to sit and, and talk with someone and spend time, as I said before, you're inviting them into the miracle that Jesus has done in your life. You're inviting them into this idea that I, all these things that I'm giving you has been given to me, and let me let it overflow into you. And y'all, this is just, it, it, it's so exciting to me. And it could be so simple. So many simple ways that you can do it. Buy your friend a cup of coffee. 
That makes a huge difference. When you go out to lunch, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I got you today. When, when you're working or you're going to someone in the, in the service industry, you can t- tip them a couple extra bucks. You're sharing in the miracle of Jesus in these moments through your generosity. Because y'all, Jesus didn't come, Jesus came to this world and gave everything. And he didn't give everything just so we could hoard it for ourselves, just so our house would be a little bit nicer, just so our food would be a little better. Maybe we drive a nicer car, maybe we have uh, cooler clothes or whatever. He didn't come for that. He gave everything to wash away our sins, to take care of our eternity, and for us to help bring heaven to earth, for us to connect people to that. Jesus gave everything to be in fellowship for us, with us. He came down to establish the common ground, the koinonia. He gave his time, his grace, and his life. And so some of you here might be like, dude, that sounds great, but I'm not connected to that necessarily. And maybe as we've been talking about it, you're, you're hearing this generosity, and you're like, I want to be a part of that generosity, but you haven't started your relationship with Jesus yet. If that's you, you're here today, I would love to help you begin a relationship with Jesus by having a conversation with him, which we would call a prayer. And in this prayer, in this conversation, just between you and him, all you're going to do is just confirm that you believe in Jesus, who he says he was, and the life that he lived here on this earth. It's that easy. And so I want to give you guys the opportunity to pray that prayer, to have that conversation with him right now. And and for those of us that have had that conversation before, I want to encourage you to pray along with those folks that are here praying that for the first time, because here at Akuo Church, nobody ever prays alone. You always have a community beside you. We are being generous with our prayers, with our time, with our grace right now in this moment. So if you want to confirm your belief in Jesus, or you just want to pray along with those folks that are praying that right now, uh, just go ahead and bow your heads and say something like this. Just between you and Jesus, just say, Jesus, I believe. I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. Today, the best way I know how, I give you my life. Amen. Now, if you, if you prayed that prayer for the first time right now, and you're like, well, what, what's my next step? What, what's the next thing that I can do? Or if this is something that you've never done before, we have baptisms coming up on March 31st, Easter Sunday. And so if you would like to have a conversation about baptisms and what that looks like and, and, and get signed up for it, we have Abel back there, uh, and he's going to be helping us have some conversations about that. We also have a QR code over there. You can get signed up uh, right there today, signed up to have a conversation to get baptized. We would love for you to be a part of that. Now, another response that we can have to Jesus giving everything up for us is the sacrament known as communion. We want to make sure that we are breaking bread together, we are remembering the life and death of Jesus, and we are confirming the covenant that Jesus created when he gave his life up for us. So, as we've talked about today, all we have belongs to the Lord. He only made us stewards of his property. And so what that looks like in community is we're, what we're going to be doing today in communion is we're going to, 
we have these three tables set up, right? And so we want to give ourselves, we want to give our effort to one another. We want to make sure that we are blessing one another. So we're going to be doing this in, in, a, in a very communal kind of way. What I'm going to do is I'm going to ask our, our couple of folks that are going to lead us in, in the communion here uh, to get us started. So what we're going to be doing is when, when I say go, everybody's going to stand up. You guys will go over there. You guys will go in this row. You guys go in this row and line up. And then the person in front of you is going to hand you the, the platter with the bread. And then as they hand you that, you start to eat it on the table and on the screen, we'll put this up. They're going to say, eat this bread to remember the life and death of Jesus. And then they'll hand you the, the next thing, the, the platter with the, the juice in it. And then you'll take that. And as you drink that, they'll say, drink this juice to confirm that Jesus has washed your sins away. It's, it's written on the table. You can see it. We'll have it up here. And, and so what we're going to do is we're going to make sure that we're serving communion to one another. Now, this is also a time if, if you're like, hey, I don't feel comfortable with communion. That's not necessarily my thing. That's totally okay. You're welcome to come and take it if you'd like. If not, you can go ahead and stay in your seat. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Uh, we will pray for you while, while you're still here. And, and so then when you're done, what I'm going to encourage, so you, you'll take it and then you'll give it. And then you'll go back and sit down in your seat. And, and during that time, uh, this is when we're going to have our moment to, to listen to the Lord, to sit in and, and really ask the Lord uh, uh, what we can be doing and, and how we can be generous in our lives. So when you sit down and you're thinking about all the ways that Jesus has been generous to you, sit down and pray and listen and just ask Jesus, where do I need to be generous? Okay? So that, that's what we're going to have going on here for the next few minutes. So I'm going to ask everybody to stand now. And if you feel comfortable, go ahead and come down, uh, down the row, and we'll start this communion together. And then when we finish up, I'll, I'll come and pray, and, and, and we'll get out of here. All right. All right, let's pray. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for how you're moving. We thank you for showing us generosity first. God bless you. So then we can have our generosity or your generosity overflow from us to the people around us. We pray that as we move forward, you would show us the places that we need to be generous, generous with our grace, our time, our resources. 
highlight those people, highlight those situations. Lord, poke us, let us know how we can jump in and help. And also, Lord, allow us to receive generosity from others as well without being frustrated, without anything, just gladly accept it. Thank you for everything, Jesus. We love you. And we pray all these things in your holy and mighty and wonderful name. Amen. All right, now, but before we go, there, there are a few things that, that we have going on. You know, we've been talking about community this year, us being intentional about it. Uh, if you're ever interested in what we have going on around our church, you can go to akuo.church last calendar to see the things that we have coming up. And so next Sunday, we have a huge thing happening. So we're going to be meeting as we normally do. You're going to park in the same place you park. You're going to do everything the same way, except... Instead of coming into here, into the gym, we're all going to be going next door to Redeemer Lutheran to participate in a worship service with our friends next door at Redeemer. They have gladly uh, um, invited us to go and spend some time with them in this way. We figured, like, what better way for us to show that we are growing community, that we care for people, than spending time with the folks that are like 100 yards away from us. Uh, so we're going to be doing that next Sunday. So what's going to be different is that we're going to start the service with kids, all of our kids, in the sanctuary next door. Uh, so we're going to start with them in there about halfway through, maybe. They're going to go ahead and make their way out, into, and Koo Kids will start happening uh, in that way. And, and so uh, with that, one of the differences is that we'll have like a 60-minute service. They normally have like a 75 to 80-minute-ish service. So they'll go a little bit longer than us. Uh, but to kind of make up for it, to some of the excitement again, and not maybe to make up for it, but some of the excitement with that is that we are going to have pizza in the pavilion next Sunday. So we'll, after, we'll go and spend time with them uh, in, in their service and, and go and sit down and hang out. And then when we're done, we're going to have pizza delivered and we're all going to be hanging out in the pavilion afterwards so kids can run and play. We can have some food with our friends from the Lutheran Church and, and just really uh, spend some time with, with, with them. You know, Because I, uh, I know a handful of them over there I get to go over there and hang out. Of course, I know Pastor Mike Bailey, who's, uh, you know, just someone I, I think of so highly. Uh, but I want them, I, I want y'all to get to know them as well. And really, I want them to get to know you. Uh, because I know the difference that all of you have made in my lives and the, the way that I want to be more generous and more loving to my neighbor. And, and my hope is that as we interact with different people in our community, that that would uh, transfer over to them as well. So next week, we're meeting next door. All right? Just next week, next door. Everything's still here. We'll still have coffee. It'll be all good. We'll just be next door. Uh, so there's that. And, and so uh, just, just a quick reminder, uh, as we're, we're talking through our generosity, uh, there are some handful of ways that you can be generous here at Akuo. And if you are someone that has been generous with your resources to Akuo, I'd just like to thank you. And I'd like to remind you that uh, when you are generous to Akuo, you're not really being generous to like us building a palace of any sorts, right? Uh, what you're really doing is you're being generous to your community through Akuo. As we serve people and, and do these things, that's, what that's where your generosity is going towards. Uh, so uh, there's a couple practical ways that you can do that. You can drop something in the box on your way out. You can go online or you can text to give. You can text Akuo, the dollar amount you would like to give to the number 77977. Now, I also understand you might not be in a spot where uh, you can be generous. You're like, man, I need some help right now. 
Uh, Come and see me. Come and talk to Abel. Come and talk to Zach. We would love to be linked to you during this time uh, to help you out through whatever it is that you need help with. Uh, We've helped with rent before. We've helped with electric bills, uh, insurance, phone bills. You know, we we can help. Uh, Buying food, whatever it is, we're, we're here to help. So, okay. So that's, uh, th- that's that. So as we leave here, also we're going to have Genevieve up here praying. If you need somebody to, to pray with, or, or uh, it doesn't have to be anything big or life-altering. You just want to check in with somebody, go ahead and, and spend a, a few minutes here with Genevieve. Or we also have prayer cards if you're like, well, I don't want to like pray with somebody. I just want to do that. You can grab a prayer card here on this table or that table and drop them off in the box on your way out, and then we'll be praying over your request throughout the rest of the week. Okay, that's all that I have for you today. Uh, Y'all, I love you, and I appreciate you, and and, uh, let me just pray over you one last time before we get out of here. Jesus, I pray that as these folks leave here that you would continue to just lean into their generous hearts, that you would allow it to grow further and that you would overflow through them into everybody around them, Lord. I pray that each and every person here would be a mirror that would reflect your glory, your generosity, your love to everyone they come across this week. We thank you for everything, Jesus. We love you, and we pray all these things in your name. Amen. All right, we'll see you next week next door. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.